in, folks. It's Tuesday, and you're attuned to another fine episode. It's June, folks. June the 2nd. I can hardly believe it. This year is flying by. The next thing we know, it's going to be summer. Oh, summer is the stuff of dreams. When adults sit at their desk and children sit in school, they dream of summer. Summer is the time of infinite fun. The day seems to last forever, and this fun never stops. It is a time of romance, excitement, and an enhanced enjoyment of life, and somehow summer never seems to last long enough. It is always over before we get a chance to fully experience its power. This is true of all things wonderful. They always seem so short. Well, let's get on with it. It's time for the weather. record-breaking attempt to cross the Pacific Ocean using a solar-powered plane has been aborted. Poor weather conditions are forcing the Solar Impulse craft to head to Japan to land. The pilot was 36 hours into what expected to be a six-day journey from China to Hawaii. The team will now wait in Japan for clearer skies before attempting to continue. Well, turning our attention stateside, rain soaks the West Coast. We got thunderstorms in 66 in Atlanta, 71 in cloudy in Washington, D.C. See New York City, 50 in rain. Orlando, Florida, 72 in thunderstorms. Miami, Florida, 78 in thunderstorms. New Orleans is partly cloudy at 73. Dallas, sunny at 67. St. Louis is partly cloudy at 62. And Chicago, sunshine, 45. Minneapolis, Minnesota is 55 and partly cloudy. Omaha is partly cloudy and 57. Dallas, Texas is 67 and sunshine. San Antonio, 73, partly cloudy. Albuquerque is sunny at 65. Denver, Colorado is partly cloudy at 63. Billings, 55 and thunderstorms. Boise is partly cloudy at 60. Seattle, Washington is rain at 55. Los Angeles is partly cloudy at 61. And San Francisco, California, fog at 59 degrees. Headlines and things. It's time for the news. What does it all mean? Headlines around the world. It's time for the news. Well, divers on Tuesday pulled two people alive from inside a capsized cruise ship and prepared to rescue at least four more, Chinese state broadcaster CCTV said, giving some small hope to an apparently massive tragedy well over 400 people still missing on the Yangtze River. Only 18 people are known to survive the capsizing of the ship, which held 458 people, most of them elderly passengers. At least seven swam ashore, but others were rescued more than 12 hours after the ship went down. After search teams climbed aboard the upside-down hull and heard people calling out from within. Footage from the broadcaster showed rescuers in orange life vests climbing on the upside-down hull, with one of them lying down tapping a hammer and listening for a response, then gesturing downward. Well, photo sharing service Instagram on Monday reopened an account dedicated to Iran's revolutionary leader Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini days after having it closed in the run-up to the 26th anniversary of his death. The at Imam Khomeini account, which published rare or unseen photos of the Islamic Republic's founder, had 110,000 followers before it was removed in late May. Instagram in an email announced the deletion of the page. Instagram in an email announced the deletion of the page and only provided the automatic generic text banning violent pornographic or advertisement content, according to Iranian media. Well, airlines are trying to save time by speeding up a 
part of the flying that creates delays even before the plane leaves the gate, the boarding process. This summer travel season, Delta plans to preload carry-on bag above the passenger seats on some flights. Southwest wants to get families seated together more quickly. Airlines have tinkered with different boarding systems almost since the days of Oroville and Wilbur Wright, who tossed a coin to decide who would fly first aboard their biplane. Plenty of people have offered ideas for improvement, but no perfect method has ever been emerged. Most airlines let first class and other elite customers board first. After that, some carriers fill the rear rows and work toward the front. Others fill window seats and work towards the aisle. Some use a combination of the two. Airlines have also tried other tricks, like letting people board early if they do not wish to have aisle-clogging carry-on bags. This is not trivial stuff. With many flights full, anxious passengers know that boarding late means there might not be any room left in the overhead bin. And it matters to the airlines. Slow boarding creates delays, which means missed connections, unhappy customers, and extra costs. Researchers from Northern Illinois University once figured that every extra minute that a plane stands idle at the gate adds $30 in costs. About one in four U.S. flight runs at least 15 minutes late. Multiply that by thousands of flights each day, and it quickly adds up from there. Delta's early valet service will offer to have airline employees take carry-on bags at the gate and then put them in the bins above assigned seats. The airline wants to see if its own workers can load the bins faster than the passengers. Well, that might speed things up. It's fourth and go on the one yard line. The quarterback takes a snap from the center. He hands the ball to the running back. He takes it to the outside to try to find the goal. State fans will like this news. Sports Business Daily reports ESPN is moving Mark May off the show college football final. The network will have a new trio for the 2015 season for its halftime and postgame coverage. Adnan Verk will host and Danny Cannell with Joey Galloway will serve as analysts. May, however, isn't completely out. He's reportedly being linked for a different show with Mark Saunders and Mac Brown. May had worked on the college football final television show with Reese Davis and Lou Holtz. With Davis moving to college game day and Holtz retired, however, ESPN decided it was time to make a move. The stock market, the Dow in Texas. Money, the money's and matters. Money's and matters, and money's and matters, and money's and matters. Where are your investments today? Let's track your stocks. Let's track your stocks. Let's track your stocks. Let's track your stocks. Mutual funds. Lots of. Yes, man.
while Spanish, Italian, and Portuguese yields climbed to their highest levels this year in a broad-based sell-off of Eurozone bonds after their data showed inflation was higher than forecast in May. Consumer prices in the 19-nation currency block rose 0.3% year-on-year last month after a flat reading in April, beating market expectations of a 0.2% increase. Inflation expectations for the currency block have picked up recently, partly due to rebounding oil prices triggered last month's global bond market rout as investors reassessed record low yields. The data comes a day before a European Central Bank policy meeting which is expected to give the latest view on the bank's trillion euro asset purchase program launched in March to revive inflation in the economy. Today in history, a lot of things have happened. Maybe a man flew to the moon. Maybe a baby was saved by a bamboo. We'll get to the bottom of this and much, much more on Today in History. I'm waking up with Danny. It's Today in History, June 2nd, 2015. Today is I Love My Dentist Day. Today is also International Sex Workers Day, National Bubba Day, no idea, National Rocky Road Day, and Yell Fudge at the Cobras in North America Day. I don't know, folks. I have no clue. Well, let's look at the events in 1986. Regular TV coverage of the U.S. Senate session begins and never ends. 1953, coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, Westminster Abbey. 1953, Babe Ruth, then at 40 years old, announces his retirement as a player. In 1896, Guglielmo Marconi patents the radio. And in 1835, P.T. Barnum and his circus begins its first tour of the U.S. Talking about life and death. Well, in 1944, Marvin Hamlish was born. In 1941, Charlie Watts was also born. In 1932, Barry Levinson was also born. Well, in 1904, Johnny Weissmuller was also born. And in 1740, Marquis de Sade was also a born. But people also died in 2008. Bo Diddley dies in Florida of a heart failure at 79. In 2001, Imogene Coca, a comic, Your Show of Shows, dies at 92. In 1996, Ray Combs, a comedian, host of Family Feud, the television game show, died in Glendale, California at age 40 by suicide. 1990, Jack Guilford. Actor from Cracker Jacks dies at 82. In 1990, Robert Joyce, the co-inventor, semiconductor, and founder of Intel, dies. In 1983, Stan Rogers, a musician, dies in an aircraft fire. And in 1864, George Price Doles, U.S. businessman, Confederate, Brigadier General, dies at 34. And in 1812, John Winter de Winter, Dutch Vice Admiral, dies in battle at Camper Duin at 51, and in 657 A.D., Eugene I, the Italian Pope, from 654 to 657 dies. And in 1564, Gellius Faber, Gellius Smith, Fry's theologist, also a dies. Time for the quote. When the axe came into the woods, 
Many of the trees said, At least the handle is one of us. R.L. Stein said this, And the word of the day is pathography. It's a noun, a biography that focuses on the negative. Some etymology from the Greek patho, which means suffering and disease, plus graphy, which means writing. In the beginning, pathography was a description of a disease. Then the word came to be applied to the study of an individual or a community relating to the influence of a disease. And now the term mostly refers to a biography focusing on the negative. The earliest documented use was 1848. Some usage, Pizzacini's book, though non-judgmental, still feels like a pathography. Mick Sussman said this, The Blue Hour, New York Times, July 19th, 2009. And a bonus thought for the day. The business of the poet and the novelist is to show the sorriness underlying the grandest things and the grandeur underlying the sorriest things. Thomas Hardy, a novelist and a poet. He lived from June 2nd, 1840 to 19, a 28. And you know you gotta learn something today To make your life better the more you know, the more you know, you'll make your life better. And you know you gotta learn something today. You make your life better. And the more you know, the more you know. Today, I learned that the official inventor of the fire hydrant is unknown because its patent was lost in a fire. Every day is born a new hero. He faces adversary with a mighty sword.
two young people who had not long been married were walking up and down the platform of a little country station. His arm was round her waist, her head was almost on his shoulder, and both were happy. The moon peeped up from the drifting cloudlets and frowned as it seemed envying their happiness and regretting their tedious and utterly superfluous virginity. The still air was heavy with the fragrance of lilac and wild cherry. Somewhere in the distance beyond the line, a corn cake was calling. How beautiful it is, Sasha, how beautiful, murmured the young wife. It all seems like a dream. See how sweet and inviting that little copse looks. How nice those solid, silent telegraph posts are. They add a special note to the landscape, suggesting humanity, civilization in the distance. Don't you think it's lovely when the wind brings the rushing sound of a train? Yes. But what hot little hands you've got. That's because you're excited, Varya. What have you got for our supper tonight? Chicken and salad. It's a chicken just big enough for two. Then there is the salmon and sardines that went sent from town. The moon, as though she had just taken a pinch of snuff, hid her face behind a cloud. Human happiness reminded her of her own loneliness, of her solitary couch behind the hills and dales. The train is coming, said Varya. How jolly! Three eyes of fire could be seen in the distance. The station master came out on the platform. Signal lights flashed here and there on the line. Let's see the train in and go home, said Sasha, yawning. What a splendid time we are having together, Varya. It's so splendid, one can hardly believe it's true. The dark monster crept noiselessly alongside the platform and came to a standstill. They caught glimpses of sleepy faces, of hats and shoulders at the dimly lighted windows. Look! Look! They heard from one of the carriages. Varya and Sasha have come to meet us! There they are! Varya! Varya, look! Two little girls skipped out of the train and hung on Varya's neck. They were followed by a stout middle-aged lady and a tall, lanky gentleman with great whiskers. Behind them came two schoolboys laden with bags, and after the schoolboys, the governess. After the governess, the grandmother. Here we are! Here we are, dear boy! began the whiskered gentleman, squeezing Sasha's hand. Sick of waiting for us, I expect. You have been pitching into your old uncle for not coming down all this time, I dare say. Kolia, Kostya, Nina, Fifa, children, kiss your cousin Sasha. We're all here, the whole troop of us, just for three or four days. I hope we shan't be too many for you. You mustn't let us put you out. At the sight of their uncle and his family, the young couple were horror-stricken. While his uncle talked and kissed them, Sasha had a vision of their little cottage, he and Varya giving up their three little rooms, all the pillows and bedding to their guests. The salmon, the sardines, the chicken all devoured in a single instant. 
The cousins plucking flowers in their little gardens, spilling the ink, filled the cottage with noise and confusion. His aunt talking continually about her ailments and her papa having been Baron von Fintich. And Sasha looked almost with hatred at his young wife and whispered, It's you they've come to see. Damn them! No, it's you, answered Varya, pale with anger. They're your relations, they're not mine. And turning to her visitor, she said with a smile of welcome, Welcome to the cottage! The moon came out again. She seemed to smile as though she were glad she had no relations. Sasha, turning his head away to hide his angry, despairing face, struggled to give a note of cordial welcome to his voice as he said, It is jolly of you. Welcome to the cottage. Well, that was A Country Cottage by Anton Chekhov. And that's going to do it for this episode of Waking Up with Danny. Join me next Monday. We'll do it all over again. As always, thanks for listening. Waking up with